0: back everybody it's 133 in Edmonton of course you can text us at any time 780-496-0063 just getting some feedback from Hunter Ryan Singh's uh, interview that he uh, did with us to discuss his book one game at a time I know Dan uh, reached out and texted me and said that was a great interview uh, and uh, a real positive message there also uh, we had Greta Bard trivia before we went to break Name the former Oilers Hall of Famer Lit, uh scored not one, but two hat-tricks on December 7th, one in 1985 and one in 1988. Uh, the correct answer was Yari Curry. Who was our winner uh, for trivia, Brendan? Congratulations to Dave S., our winner today. Yari Curry scored in 1985 a hat-trick against the Minnesota Uh, North Stars, 8-4 victory for the Edmonton Oilers on December the 7th. And then in 1988, the Oilers beat the Quebec Nordiques by a score of 8-3. And Curry had another hat trick. Of course, Gary Curry ended up scoring 30 career hat tricks in the NHL, including a total of seven in the playoffs for the Edmonton Oilers. What a great player! And that team was good. It's stupid sometimes when you look at the number. Like we could, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. We could every day. We could literally during the course of the season do a Wayne Gretzky. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I don't have that much time. I was thinking. I, I bet you I could find at least almost every day, with the exception of maybe day before or after Christmas, where Wayne Gretzky had at least two points in one game throughout the course of his, uh, Oilers, uh, career was ridiculous. All right. Without further ado, we are pleased to be joined on the line right now in the Ash, uh, the River Cree Resort Casino hotline by Darcy McLeod, aka Wood Guy. He knows his stats. He knows his numbers and, uh, we're pleased to have him back. Darcy, how are you?
1: Not too bad, Bob. Thanks for asking me back. Yeah,
0: absolutely. All right. Well, uh, that's, uh, let's get to a couple things here. Uh, last week, the Athletic put a piece out where they apparently talked to a bunch of the uh, American uh, general managers or assistant general managers and had them sort of rank the Canadian division. And the Orders didn't get a lot of love. The Orders were sort of in the, the four or five hole with a lot of those teams. Um this, after the orders came in first in terms of winning percentage during the course of last season, were you surprised by that at all?
1: Uh, not really. Recency bias is very strong with a lot of people, and they crap the bed in the playoffs, so everyone's kind of mentally down on them. But uh, any kind of you know realistic analysis it wouldn't have them in the four or five spot. No, it's going to be close. It's going to be a fun division. Like there's everyone's kind of good, but uh, looking at that, obviously they didn't pay attention to what was really wrong with the Oilers five on five last year, and uh, and they forget special teams as well. You look at 5 on 5 last year, Bob, when Sheahan was on, the Oilers were minus 20, when he was off, they were plus 4. Okay, all the statistical analysis on the Oilers being poor 5 on 5 really rotates around Sheahan's Poor shooting, uh, like the poor goal percentage and uh, the poor shot percentage. The, the Oilers got beat quite soundly uh, when he was on the ice, and then you had that awful December where everyone's stats kind of took a kicking as well. McDavid, on his knee that he rehabbed all year, was looking pretty tired, and he had he didn't have great help second half of the year until he uh, until Tippett put Nugent on his line, and that didn't happen until late. And it doesn't matter how great a player is; you still need good players to play with. Like say what you will. About the players that uh, Pittsburgh's put with Crosby, they're not stiffs, right? There's some decent players. Kunitz was a good player when they picked him up in Anaheim, right? Or from um. Anaheim, I should say, right? So you got to have quality with quality, and with what with what's coming out of the, the Oilers' uh, development pipe, and what Holland's done this this uh this i don't know summer you want to call it summer fall uh ufa season i'm 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 actually i'm more bullish on the Oilers now than i have been probably since oh six
0: we're joined right now darcy mcleod aka wood guy darcy kyle turris has had an up and down career he i mean he had an ugly last couple seasons in nashville is he an upgrade in your opinion on riley sheen
1: well he kind of has to be bob (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like there's really no way, there's no place else to go. But honestly, if you're gonna pick one guy whose, whose results were not that far off as of Sheehan's last two years, it was Tourist. He was horrendous for the last two years in Nashville. It's 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 really not pretty to look at. Now his expected goals were much better than his actual goal share. Uh, the shooting went to die when he was on the ice. The the on ice shooting percentage was terrible, and he had a negative effect on everyone he played with. So it kind of it wasn't just who he was playing with. Right when right. he moved up. Into the top six, he dragged that line down. It's it hasn't been good, and hopefully, what's been wrong with Torres was more mental than physical. If it's physical, uh, it might not be better. If it was mental, it could be a lot better because he, he historically is a pretty talented guy, and and he's gonna get some decent line mates here. You know, you look at at, at what could be lining up next to him. Tyler Ennis is a positive. He, he's a positive influence on all of his line mates over the past number of years, right? Even even Joachim Nygaard's Nygard's little sample last year he's a positive influence um, PoliarV is going to be a much different player than what everyone remembers pullarve will probably start start the year with him as well like that could be so that's a really reasonable third line when you when you consider the ability to at least saw off or, or not lose the goal share if not win it Torres, Poliarvi and um, and anis now you can sub other guys in there you, you look at the bottom six for the Oilers and the two weakest spots believe it or not if you look at how they've performed lately and when I say lately, I'm looking at the last two years, it's James Neal and Kyle Turris. I think Turris, there's a possibility he could turn it around. I'm not sold 100%. It's we, we still have to see it. It's certainly not out of the realm of possibility. And, and Neal... He just can't keep up to, you know, to get the puck back. He doesn't quite get there on, on a faster line. So he he did well when he played with with slower players like uh, Kyra, like Chieson. That could be a big, heavy uh, a fourth line. He doesn't do too well. Uh, he drags down uh, his line mates when he's playing with faster lines. But you look what the Oilers are going to start with for the top six wingers that they didn't have last year, and that's Cahoon and Yamamoto. Cahoon has been crazy good. It's he's he's running hotter than the sun, and has run hotter than the sun since he got to the to the really? NHL. I but did not he know. Is, really, yeah. uh, really, he's he's been that good. 5-8-5, eh? He's got a fifty eight percent goal share. 5-4-5. It's ridiculous, Bob. Like, like, and the cat scores. Like, he scores. I, I wish I would have dug these numbers up before I came on, but he's something like top 25 in five-on-five uh, five goals per 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 ice time in the NHL over the last uh, over the last two years. It's uh, he can score. So when if you can, say, and he was brought in. It's, it's funny. Uh, I think Holland won when uh, Anthony Sioux, who I, I had hoped they, they would keep, turned down whatever whatever it was, two million dollars to stay, because that that left that spot open, and kahoon that they. Grab Cahoon with, because um, he was brought in to play top six. There's he, he's a finisher. He he could probably play with with Drysidle because you really know tip that Tippett really 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 wants Nugent Hopkins with uh, McDavid, and that's really important. Because I mentioned this earlier, Bob. Even good players need really good players to play with. And and McDavid and Nugent Hopkins almost had 60% of the of the shot share together. The goal share was a little bit lagging behind. They're actually pretty damn good in the playoffs too. Like that's a killer first line. If uh, if Drysdale can can do well with a couple smaller wingers in Yamamoto and Cahoon, you know that's that could that could be a top six that you could trade chances with because well McDavid always outscores his chances and, and will until the end of time, and uh, and Drysdale's starting to be that way away from McDavid and. That's a lot, lot more better talents in the bottom six as well, but this the bottom six in, on the Oilers team coming up hasn't been this strong since 2006.
0: Yeah, and that was a year where they had like five guys making under a million bucks. That a couple of those guys, Darcy's, you know, were still in their ELCs or early in their careers, and you know, Horkoff had a 73 points, uh, 70. Yeah, stole, he was, Torres. Stole, yeah, stole had 68. Torres had 20 plus goals. Like they had a bunch of guys break through, and it was a whack a mole offense. You said something about. McDavid being able to outscore the opposition on his chances and there there's actually been Darcy people that have said that the Oilers of the mid 80s were not a great Corsi team well, which they is what, yeah all they did was score (laughs) and that's and i guess that's where it's a little bit like uh, you know like what would happen is edmonton would build up a lead and they they could trade chances with you because they had two sets of hall of fame uh lines that they could throw at you and then uh, play kitty by the door with their third line which could check a little bit so on that note is that you know when you look at mcdavid on one line and dry on the other do they have a little bit of that going on where they don't have to be a 50 50 uh, shot share matchup because they're even if they are 50 50 shot share, they're probably going to be higher than that goal share
1: yeah yeah you, you could say that for sure about mcdavid the amount of time that uh, Drysaddle spent away from mcdavid hit the quality of his teammates hasn't been good until last year and then he ran hotter than the sun as well so it, he's trending that way for sure and, and his quality of teammates are going to be higher than they've ever been except for january uh, to the end of the season because he had uh, as the best line mates he's had besides mcdavid in his career and mcdavid's going to have better line mates like mcdavid mcdavid's going to beat the shot share anyway he does it all the time the only time he didn't do it is when he had poor teammates and his knee. You could tell he was just getting tired. He wasn't skating like he could. And then when he came back in the playoffs, he was, he was simply unbelievable. Specter's so off the rail on that. He, he had one bad game and then he destroyed Chicago. The rest of the time wasn't outscored. You know, no one ran his show. Thank you very much. But. Um, uh, so he, he, he'll win the shot share and he'll win the goal share with any kind of reasonable help there's, there, there's no question the biggest question mark on the team is, is the backup goalie and I know all you right. had me on earlier this year and Aaron, Aaron Dell here, here we, we go. go yeah here we go I, I need my Aaron Dell time back in August I ran a bunch of numbers for the the, the goal saved above NHL average for all the available goaltenders and Dell was probably dollar for dollar the best value available besides Kudobin believe it or not now that Crawford re for what he he resigned he was the best value and it wasn't close because he has been one of the best goalies over the last three years. Arundel had one really poor year as 18-19 otherwise he, he 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 saved more he had, he was above average in goals saved against average I know it's kind of convoluted but he was better than the average NHL goalie in 17-18 and he was better in 19-20 and he's only 31 he was a really good bet. Now he's third string in Toronto and if the NHL does allow Teams to carry three goalies. He's not going to be on waivers. They'll they'll put uh, Hutchinson on waivers to to send him to the A. Right. And he was a much better option than Smith. Now there's different things. You know, Tippett was talking about Schmidt and how he's good in the room and he's a loud right, guy right. and they need loud guys. I don't know any of that stuff. I'm not looking at any of that stuff. That could be true. He still needs to save more pucks than he has for the last two years. Last two years he's been poor, right. and he's. He's 39. It's not going to get better.
0: Now, Probably here's a, okay. <laughs> so here's the thing. We let's assume we have a 48-game skit. Aaron Dell has never played more than 33 games in the NHL. Do you think that might have been Dell's four years, 931, 914, 886, 907? So, actually, if you combine the two save percentages the last two years for Dell versus Smith, they're probably coming the, somewhat similar, okay? 86, yeah, I'm looking at nine.
1: something a little bit different than save percentage. But anyhow, yeah, What 18 1819 was garbage. He was one of the worst goalies in the, year that, in the league that year. But his year before that and the year after that, he was his normal, slightly above-average self. So I think you can more expect that. We've had two years in a row of, of below-average Smith. So you yeah. can, you're more likely to expect it, that.
0: Would it be justified, Darcy, in your mind, given the uh, given the lack? Like, Dell has never even split duty in San Jose. Like last year, you know, when he got in 33 games last year, so he came close to splitting duty last year. But you know what I'm saying? Like, there's history there. of the coach, he kind of knows what Smith could, and, and that's, I guess, how it offsets the two. Is is. In, 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 do you understand the position that Edmonton was in, given that Dell's never been a starter in his career, and Smith has?
1: Well, you're not hiring a starter. You're you are hiring a one B, and and he'd be a better one B. It's going to be a compressed schedule. He's younger. He's probably going to be able to deal with less rest better. Although Smith's in good shape, it's it, those things may come into come into play, but. It's it's still a less than optimal decision if if you're looking at it from a pure who has been the better goalie or who is more likely to be the better goalie based on their recent history.
0: Okay. Do you think Dell can push Jack Campbell for the backup job in Toronto?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Campbell's okay, but Dell could could certainly push him, and he's a great third option. Okay.
0: One final one for you. How do you see the uh, how do you see the Canadian division? You said that there's, good, there's some really good teams there. Is Edmonton a legitimate threat to come in first?
1: Oh, yeah. yeah there's no question. Uh, I, I, I don't believe Calgary. I think they downgraded their defense. Um, I, um, I don't know if, you know, Markstrom, boy, that's a long time for a guy who's really kind of only had one really good year, kind of one and a half really good years. Uh, Leafs have question marks and goals, still have question marks on their defense. Um Canucks, you know, you know, the Canucks were kind of poor five-on-five. Five. Yeah, it's there's a, there's a lot of could-bes and maybes because if things fall right for the Oilers, they could walk away with this thing. If they don't fall right, they could finish fifth or sixth, right? It's, yeah. it's The teams can be that close. Montreal has certainly upgraded their wings. No question. Their, big, their biggest problem is they couldn't score, right? Like their on ice shooting percentage has been garbage. They're, they're, they're the best possession team in Canada. They're better than Toronto, but they can't score. They never had any scoring talent. Now they're getting a little bit more scoring talent. Jets, the Jets still need help on defense. Um, Toronto's kind of—you know—Toronto's got that great top six. Bottom six is okay. Big questions on defense. Which Anderson's going to show up? I've been liked Anderson for a long time, but Me too. You know, which one's going to show up? Calgary, who's the backup goalie? You know, is it—they well, brought Riddick back, right? Yeah, that's Riddick. So yeah, that's not good. That's not good, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everyone's <laughs> okay. got questions. There's no locks. See, I look when at Vancouver.
0: Vancouver, just to cut you off here for a second, Vancouver to me is interesting because I really like Nate Schmidt. But Marks, I love Nate Schmidt. But Marks for him was such, uh, I mean, he was there, you know, guys there will tell you he was their MVP last season, and now Braden Holpe comes in there. Braden Holpe hasn't been the same for the last couple of years.
1: Yeah, yeah. He uh, he he did pull up the socks last year, but the two years previous he, he wasn't good. He wasn't good at all. And, and this year is better, but it's still not good. So they are probably going to let in some more goals. I love Schmidt. Like, Schmidt is so undervalued. He is, I'm a little scared of that because he's an upgrade from Tanev. Yeah, uh, but uh, but I still don't like uh, who's the tall six foot eight dude they got? Um, oh, uh, Myers. Myers yeah, still yeah, not I'm a not, Myers fan. Oh, really? and Hughes is unbelievable. No, no, my, Myers is miscast. I mean,
0: they role still role. have Ed, they still have Edler's in the last year of his deal yeah. as well. Like
1: they've got some veterans. Oh, yeah. no, Ed, 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 Edler's the goods. Hughes is unbelievable, and Schmidt's really good. So maybe I, I overplayed how much I questioned their defense. Although maybe it's just Myers sticking out in my head. But that's three really good top four defensemen. they got three out of four. That's, that's a good spot. Oilers well, defense is a big question. You know, is yes. Jones going to fill in for, for Clefbaum well enough? I think he will. I actually think the Oilers won't miss a beat on defense. That's just my opinion. You
0: know. Awesome stuff, Darcy. Thanks for your time any time, Bob. Take care. That is Wood Guy, Darcy McLeod. You heard him say, Dominic Cahoon killed it? Analytic-wise, I did not know that. Uh, Interesting stuff. Again, you can text us at 780 496 Uh, Bob, nobody's buying your Mike Smith pitch. All I'm saying is that Smith, maybe it's a situation where you need a 1A and 1B. I get Darcy's comments about Aaron Dell. Nobody was saying that a year ago about Dell. Uh, You know, Dell had had the tough year, would have been a good bet, to, uh, 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 good bet to bounce back, though. And I do, you know, Dell's now had three good years out of four. In fact, many in San Jose thought he was better last uh, three of the last four years than the guy in between the pipes here.
1: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
0: Long-term deal, Martin Jones. All right, it's 151. We're going to take a one-minute break, come back with a couple notes on this day in order's history. Hi, this is Jajar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on six thirty Chad. Alright, uh, let's get to some text on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. We had Hunter Ryan sing on. His book is called One Game at a Time. Uh, Peter from Wainwright Texas Show to say Bob loved Hunter Ryan. He was a true inspiration to all Canadians. By the way, Bob, the difference between your stories and you two songs are that your stories are more overplayed. Oh, wow. You sound like somebody in my household. I, I never hear comments like that. Not. Uh, you can text us at any time. It's 780 496 0063. A couple more texts uh, coming in here. Uh,. <laughs> Lots of people appreciating uh, what Harnarayan Ryan was bringing to us. Bob, love the Harnarayan uh, Ryan Singh interview. Makes me proud to be Canadian. also makes me proud that my favorite NHL team, the Oilers, are the most racially diverse uh, roster in the National Hockey League. Again, you can keep bringing it anytime at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Jordan has texted the show to say, "Bob, Mike Smith also had a good relationship with Miko Koskinen. Sometimes you can get better with continuity and belief instead of tossing something away too soon." That one comes to us from Jordan. Well, it's interesting because you heard Darcy McLeod talk uh, about the fact that there was a recency bias. Now, there's no question Mike Smith had a he had a real tough December. Like the numbers, I think he had like an eight fifty save percentage in the month december that killed his overall average but he had some pretty good starts last year it just didn't maybe end the way uh uh we all wanted to see it end bob you're talking earlier about uh top movies and uh you mentioned no country for old men what about shaw shanker's uh, uh redemption it has to be top five from ken i love that movie that's, there's some tough scenes in that movie. No question about that. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Um, uh, Yolanda has uh, texted us uh, just saying, Bob, back uh, <laughs> to no country for old men. Was the killer in the room when the sheriff went into the motel room? Yes, the killer was in the room. No question. And then uh, regarding the person that was questioning whether or not um, the guy's wife gets uh killed in no country for old men uh bob the assassin looks at the bottom of his shoes to represent that he did kill her a very subtle part of no country for old men lots more of those coming i was good stuff uh the dude abides by the following bob no country for old men is an awesome movie i agree top three conflicts for sure but in my opinion the big lebowski is by far their best the dude abides it's a funny movie Absolutely. No question. Funny movie. To this day in Oilers history, go for it, Brendan. Back in 2010, uh, Ryan Jones and Dustin Penner score for the Oilers, who ultimately fall 3-2 in a shootout to the Anaheim Ducks at Rexall Place. Now, this shootout lasted 10 rounds. The 20th shooter, Cam Fowler, finally ended that one. All right. uh, Coming up uh, tomorrow... We're going to have a jam-packed edition of Oilers now. Uh, We will have Mark Spector for Horse Racing Alberta, presenting live Standard bed Racing. Saturday and Sunday at Century Mile, watch and wager online at HBIBet.com. Horse Racing Alberta caring for our horses and contributing to our economy. Unless he's out golfing tomorrow, Reed Wilkins will be joining us on the show, and he's got his own show tonight. What's he got shaking? Your broadcast partner Jack Michaels from the Oilers Radio Network, former CFL head coach, current U of A Golden Bears defensive coordinator Tom Higgins, and double E football team general manager Brock Sunderland who just signed that contract extension it's also the double e coaches show tonight so you'll hear from Scott Milanovich and Morley Scott as well all right uh 44th birthday today for George O'Rock as well up next the global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. I got some uh there Brendan just so you know we will also have the 6:30 30 afternoon news of Jay I Nye stay tuned everybody